You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Welcome, West Side. Uh, great to be together with everybody. This week, we're going to do part two of our Known to All the World. Today is entitled, A Grace Known to All the World. And like you, I have been processing and taking in the really the worldwide events, uh, local events, and I want to learn the lessons that God is trying to teach, I think, the whole world. And I do know that uh, His grace has a message and it has a power. Last week's lesson was on the power of God known to all the world. Well, it arises out of His grace. And I want to begin today reading a scripture from Colossians 1, verse 6. It says, In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. His gospel is bearing fruit to this day amidst the different trials and tribulations and difficulties and lessons that are being learned in nation and city and church after church. Very, very grateful to be a part of the West Side and part of uh, our work that we do all over the world. And right now, uh, this day, we are making a concerted effort to be interested in His grace spreading all over the world. Uh, I'm so grateful for Mufid, uh, who's going to share a little bit of a lesson for all of us uh, to keep our faith built up. He leads our church in Beirut, Lebanon, and oversees our work uh, in the Middle East. Uh, I'm so grateful for Josue, uh, who will share in a little bit here and share a little bit about some of the trials going on in Central America, but also the blessings that are pouring in. Both of those areas of the world, blessings are pouring in. And right here in our backyard, we all know there's great unrest and difficulty, and we're learning. We're learning what God, uh, I believe, wants all of us to understand about injustice and a systemic problem in our culture. You know, the kingdom of God is the umbrella of love and mercy, and it's a kingdom not of this world. And we find that what we're understanding in our current climate is that there's an injustice that pervades much of society and the unrest that we see as a result of that injustice of George Floyd's life being taken from him. And there are countless numbers of individuals who have been killed through discrimination and racism and difficulty. And racism is a sin of the heart and it pervades our society greatly. If you look in history, you find that it really comes from the heart of man. And to solve the problem of systemic racism that has run through our culture for uh, really centuries, century upon century, to uproot that, I don't believe laws and politics will solve those problems, though we should have just laws that, that really match the laws of God. The truth is, it's the heart of man that needs to be transformed. And it's God's mercy and grace that I believe is the key to that transformation. You know, grace leads to a changed way of thinking. Grace helps you understand that none of us are really absolved of the evils that afflict all of mankind's hearts. Every one of us 
deep within our soul, has a selfishness and a greed and a pride. And it's those are, those are the foundational sources that have led to, I believe, a systemic racism that pervades so much of our culture and has really oppressed our black brothers and sisters uh, and black culture throughout the world. Uh, it not only oppresses that uh, culture, it has uh, really infiltrated a great many number of societies. And it's one of the reasons that Jesus died, to uproot us from that and enable us to live in a kingdom of peace and of freedom and of hope. Today, have you understood His grace? My 10-year-old son was talking to me this morning. And he said, Dad, will this trial ever end? Will the unrest ever stop? Is there racism really that bad everywhere? And I say, yes, it is. It's bad. It's in everything. And it's one thing that Jesus wants us to absolutely change. And he was wondering, how can we change it? And he didn't quite understand it. And so I thought of this idea, and I, I asked him, what's your favorite food? He's like, well, pizza. I said, okay. Well, let me give you an analogy, Nathan, of you know, how pizza can relate to the evils of mankind and uh, really how uh, the systemic evils of our heart, of the human heart, begin to degrade all that is good in our life. So I have a pizza for all of us here, and I have some dirt. And uh, I want to show you guys a uh, a picture of God. Here's a piece of pizza, pepperoni pizza, my son's favorite. And this pizza is representative of good life. My son really likes eating this. He can eat almost a whole pizza at age 10 and it makes him feel good. It's really encouraging to him. It's delicious. It makes him feel like he's living life to the full with this pizza. The challenge that we have in our culture, unfortunately, is that what's happened over generations is that pizza, the good life, has been destroyed. And here I have some dirt right outside the door. And this dirt represents the evils of the heart of man, ultimately greed, which really led to the concept of racism and enslavement of uh, those from an African nation and uh, proliferated into slavery, into Western civilization. And so this is horrible. If you put it on what is good... Right. It begins to destroy the pizza. Right. Here's here's some dirt and sand on this pizza right here. So here we see this is dirt and sand on the pizza. So would anyone want to eat the pizza now? Right. No, we wouldn't want to eat it. It's, it's corrupted with the evils of mankind, with systemic racism, with slavery. It's horrible. Well, within our culture, it's fantastic. And I shared this with Nathan. You know, over the years, we've gotten rid of so many of the institutional aspects of this atrocity. Uh, slavery was outlawed in America uh, under Abraham Lincoln in 1865. And that's fantastic. However, uh, voting rights for even black women didn't get abolished till 1965, two years before I was born. And then, of course, the civil rights movement helped eradicate uh, uh, segregation. So all the big things, you know, the big clumps of dirt got wiped off. You know, they got taken out. It's like, yeah, that's great. Get rid of those horrible injustices of racism. But, you know, what's still left is a, a pretty dirty pizza. Right. And if you really washed it, you get rid of all the, the external pieces. You get some new laws and you really clean it as best you possibly can. And if you even poured some water on it and rinsed it really good, would you still eat the pizza? Because what's happened is the bits and pieces of the sand and dirt still infiltrate the life that we all live amongst. 
and good laws are not going to eradicate the evils of mankind in this pizza or in the life of mankind. And systemic racism will not be solved by that. But there is an answer. The ultimate answer is the grace of God. And so I wouldn't eat that pizza. And in this time and on this earth, we we need to try to clean that pizza. But ultimately, we need to live in a world and we need to propagate a message all over the world of new life. And that's what we find when we look at the message of grace and new creation. New creation comes from grace. And we read here in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And so I told Nathan, I said, Nathan, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't eat this piece. I don't think we could get it to where we would eat it. it it's, it's not right. We need to try to clean it. But the reality is what we really want is a new piece. And that's what God provides at the cross. We get a nice clean piece of life in only the kingdom of God. And Nathan surely would enjoy this piece, and I think I will too. Mm. New creation. That's the antidote to systemic racism. Let's not deny that that's what's going on. That's part of why we become Christians. That's part of why we live for Jesus. It's His mercy. It's His grace. It's understanding that outside of what He's done for us, we're not going to start afresh. But in the kingdom, we can be reborn and be a new creation. And inside this kingdom, there can be a freedom, a lack of oppression, a hope, and life to the full. And someday, at the end of time, when the kingdom is established in permanence, we will all be able to say, free at last, free at last, we are free at last. Amen. Today we are giving to our world missions plan. And we're going to hear from some other brothers about really establishing the kingdom worldwide. I'm grateful to be a part of that. I hope the grace of God is known to you and that you understand it. As we understand it, it transforms us and gives us a new creation. This time, we're going to hear from uh, Mufid and then after that, Josue. Amen. Good morning, Coastal LA Region Churches. Uh, it's amazing to be able this morning to share with you uh, the challenges in the Middle East, the good news in the Middle East, and, and the Word of God. It's really been tough from the last time we, we visit uh, the U.S. Uh, we came back to Lebanon, landed in October in Lebanon, and it's really been a challenge since then. Revolution was going on. The country is hurting economically. Uh, many people lost their jobs. It was really crazy. And then Corona came in March, and that was a killer. We, we, me and Jesse, we said, we had a plan for 2020. Now what we are going to do? But we never knew, like always, God have his ways and his plans. And the way he's been really using virtual worship and social media to reach out for many in Lebanon, in the Middle East, all the countries, just how God has been spreading the word through social media. It's been so encouraging. Jesse will be sharing about Lebanon and I will be sharing about uh, the other countries in the Middle East. 
Yeah, definitely. We miss you guys. And, you know, being in the Middle East, and especially in Lebanon, we get used to the crisis. So when this happened, like, thank God that we start, like, God, what are you trying to teach us? Because all things were good for good for those who love God. And then God opened the door, and now everybody is home, no one is working. So the whole church is in a non-paid full-time ministry. All of them have been working with the youth, teens, campus, singers, and we've been seeing 11 baptisms till now. And we have more than 40 people are studying the Bible as a family. God is opening the heart of people in an amazing way. But the most like important, not important, like joyful things to us is when Mufid's mom, she's 85 years old, we've been studying the Bible with her, and she decided to declare Jesus Lord of her life. And it brought a lot of joy and tears to the family, and everybody was encouraged and, and really inspired by her decision. And we had also all his brothers and sister-in-law and their kids are studying the Bible. So please be praying for them, be praying for our families, be praying for our faith so we can stay strong in this hard times and, and we keep our eyes focusing on Jesus. Yeah, it's been amazing also how God, how God has been really reaching Lebanon, not only Beirut, the city. And we never knew that we, we might be able by the end of this year to plant three new cities with, the, with churches. And it's amazing. It's so inspiring. Uh, also, it's, it's, we were so inspired by the unity and the faith of the disciples in the Middle East. It's really been hard. Uh, on Jordan, they were really been hit hard with the quarantine and, and the lockdown. It was so hard. Although it's great, it saved the country, but the disciples were actually paralyzed. But it's so encouraging to see them using social media, virtual worship, reaching out to so many. Uh, it's encouraging to see Egypt and how God has been restoring uh, people, baptizing the teens and the youth. Uh, uh, the same thing in South Sudan, to see baptisms in Yemen, uh, in different churches. It's hard. The Middle East, we are used to hardships, but the way God has been work, working through the unity and the faith of the disciples uh, uh, to really change the region. So uh, thank you so much, uh, 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 Coastal LA churches, for many years of partnership with the Middle East, for your sacrifice, for your giving, even in these hard times, just to give to the Middle East, uh, your prayers, your support, your friendship. Uh, brothers and sisters, just want you to know it's making a big difference. It's saving families. It's yeah. saving souls. And, and it's really bringing joy to so many hearts. We really wanted to share this with you. We love you, and we can't wait to see you uh, soon physically. Hello, brothers and sisters from uh, Los Angeles. I am uh, so happy to be with you in this opportunity to tell you different things about what's going on here in Central America. My name is Josue Ortega, and on behalf of my family and on behalf of all the churches in Central America, I would like to say thank you. Thank you for all your support, and thank you for all your prayers, and thank you for all the love that you have shown to us. There is a scripture that I would like to uh, read to you, because every time that I think of you, I always think about this, this scripture that it comes to my mind. It is in Colossians chapter 1 in the verse 3. And the Bible says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the God's people. 
the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. It is amazing to read this scripture because it says that the love and the faith that you are having, in this case the Colossian people, okay, the people in, in, in Colossus, uh, but now it refers to you because the faith and love that you have has bear fruit. Because now we in Central America feel your love, feel your faith, and we are doing great things first because God is in control, because God is protecting us, and second because you have been like big brothers, like great friends, like awesome people, giving the best for all of us here in Central America. This time is not easy, and I am sure it's not easy for you as well. We have heard the news and we are praying for you that God can protect you with health and God can protect your jobs as well. That God can protect your family. But we understand that these times are difficult. But uh, I have always felt the love of God through your uh, prayers, through your love, through your money, through your spiritual support. We have been loved. We have felt the love of God through you. And it is amazing to share that God is protecting this part of the world. Uh, right now, we have in the 13 churches in Central America, more or less 500 families that we are helping economically. Many people have lost their jobs. And many people are suffering in different ways. Emotional, emotional. And of course, in a material way. But we are helping through uh, different efforts from Hope, from I Was Hungry, and from you. Okay, more than 500 families in all the churches around Central America. Right now, all the countries in Central America are in lockdown. lockdown, And also, we are in quarantine. Uh, We still don't know. Uh, when we will be able to go again to the street and be free, okay, to go wherever we want to go. Right now, we just uh, have the opportunity to go to the supermarket or a market or, uh, uh, or, or, to the, or to buy medicine twice a week. Yeah, and it has been really hard for many people. But as I said, okay, we have been helping all the brothers and sisters who are suffering economically. And we are also helping them spiritually. I believe that God has a plan with all of this situation. But the great plan that I can feel right now is feel His protection through you. You are awesome. You have been with us all this time. And there are no words in my heart. But there are only words for gratitude. There are only words to express thanks to all of you. Thank you very much for uh, sacrificing, for still praying for us, for still believing in the mission field. We are in the mission field and you have believed in it. You have believed in us. You have trust us. Thank you very much. Thank you because I know that you, many of you probably are still facing different economical situations, but you are still having the heart to give and it is amazing. 
it is great. Let me tell you that God is also opening doors. We have seen baptisms. We have seen people being restored. Yeah, Even people who, who have known the church, who have uh, come to church through the technology uh, for the first time. They have come to our Bible talks uh, uh, through Zoom, okay, in different countries. And now they are studying the Bible in the future, near future. They are going to be your uh, brother, your sister. And we are so happy to see that God is bearing fruit as it is bearing fruit with you in Los Angeles. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And as I said in the very beginning, on behalf of the churches in Central America and on behalf of my family, I would like to say we love you and thank you very much. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net. 